0: The planet is Iridonia, homeworld to the Zavrak, a somewhat run-down, sort of hostile world. But there's uh, enough going on to this planet that a small, dilapidated-looking, though not actually dilapidated, starship has decided to set up shop at the starport. The ship has markings on the side indicating that it is Phaedron's Fix-It, a portable, mobile, generalized repair shop. Walking through the spaceport is a four-armed blue Zecto who is struggling with two packages. One is very long and thin, the other is boxy. Three of the arms are balancing the packages while the last one is B- and Rush Renatar is frantically scrolling through the order form, trying to remember who it is he's supposed to <laughs> deliver this to.
1: Let's go Phaedron, let's go Phaedron, let's go Phaedrin. oh okay, Phaedron's fix it, whew, that was close. Oh, can't afford to lose another order, oh man, my accountant's gonna kill me, um, hello? Hello? I'm looking for a Liska Phaedron?
2: Keep your socks on, I'm on my way.
0: It has been 20 years since the Battle of Endor, but Lyska Phaedron, a.k.a. Kith Ursebek, steps out of a starship once known as the Marshmallow Handshake. Now known as... Oh, what is it known as?
2: Amp's Revenge.
0: How's she looking these days?
2: She's still mostly, mostly black. Some uh, gentle patches of silver. And somewhere along the way, when she lost that ear, she decided, you know what, if I'm going to have a missing or a partial ear... I'm going to rock it. So instead of it just being the simple cuff she used to wear, that's still there. She actually now has the the cut edge trimmed in gold.
0: Ooh, fancy.
2: And then other than that, it's the standard just work clothing. She actually has an eye patch, but it's flipped up because she doesn't need it. She just
1: thought it looked cool.
0: <laughs> Rush Renatar looks at the data pad, looks at you, looks at the data pad, looks at you.
1: Kiff, I can't believe it! Uh, I'm glad to see you, but also, I'm in trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble. Oh, man.
2: Do I want to know how you're in trouble?
1: I'm supposed to deliver the stuff to Liscafadron.
2: Uh, you could say we have a working relationship. Do you want to just leave that with me?
1: Um, do you know Liscafadron? Because I really don't. I've left packages with too many people that weren't the intended recipient. Rush. Yeah.
2: Rush. It's, it's me.
1: Oh, secret oh. name. Very good. Just like the old days. Remember when we'd fly around and do those secret rebel missions? Those were the days. Those were the heydays.
2: Yeah, why aren't you flying?
1: I am flying. I've opened up my own courier ser- service. Rushes, rushing. Rush service every time.
2: How's that going for you?
1: Not great. Not great. The flying part, fun. The whole keeping track of invoices and order forms and then advertising, that's not so fun. Oh,
2: did you incorporate?
1: No. Should I? Oh.
2: Never mind. Just just let me sign. What did you bring me?
1: I'm actually not sure. There you go. Uh, he oh, well.
0: gives you the pad. Table. So this is uh, your shop? The ship here?
2: Yeah. I mean, it should look familiar. I've had it a while.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, it is designed to, you know, cloak
1: and hide itself, so... business this good? That's... Is this better than mine, I hope?
2: Yes. I, I'm inclined to believe so. I mean, I just... Do some custom orders, general repair work, move around as I want to. Oh. I've only been here a little while, but i probably leave. It's kind of... Meh.
1: Yeah, who would want to voluntarily stay in Iridonia? He
0: says that a little too loud as a Zabrak is walking by.
2: Kith rubs her temples slightly. Rush, you, you, were, you were never very smooth, per se, were you? No,
1: I'm always so close. I'm just so close. <laughs> just, like... I could taste how close I am to being cool.
2: Maybe you need to to step back and and not rush as much as you you seem to be trying to anymore.
1: Maybe you're right. Hey, I don't have any deliveries. Can I hang out for a minute? I want to see what's in your box.
2: Oh, sure. Um, I'll go ahead and put up the little gate that says out to lunch. Lunch is scribbled out. It says wherever. (laughs) And I'll, I'll motion him to follow.
0: You go into the workshop area, or one of the many workshop areas, I'm sure, of the Marshmallow Handshake, aka Amp's Revenge,
2: <laughs> aka Phaedron's Fix It.
0: And um, they set the two boxes down. So the the long, thin one is about a meter, a little over a meter. So, like, a little bit over three and a half feet long. Um, and it's thin, maybe like four inches or. I don't know, what's that metric? Eight centimeters, something like that. It's its like... Uh, I guess the closest thing you could probably compare it to would be like a hard-bodied <laughs> guitar case. Okay. Um, and then the other one is a much smaller, perfectly cubed box.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm going to look at these two. I'm going to look at the, the pad. I'm going to see who it's coming from and what instructions are involved.
0: So it has no sender. And then it just says, um, open the box you can open first.
2: Open the box I can open first.
1: Yeah, I didn't really understand it either. Rush. Hmm?
2: Who gave you this?
1: I don't know. I got it on uh, my Holonet order. Whole thing was weird. I-, I had to fly to, like, this random space station over in the Terminus system. And then I had to pull it out of a locker. And the locker had my payment and these packages and the new instructions. And then I flew it over here.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna have you stand over here. She guides him to a seat kind of area where he can sit, he can stand, he can lurk. A little further away. Uh, There's water over there if you want some.
1: Parched, very parched. Especially since I quit drinking.
2: Uh, she's going to kind of go through her her pockets and be like, okay, so I just want you to know that if you brought me a bomb, we're going to have words.
1: Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, Oh! do you think somebody knows that you used to be a rebel secret agent? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Kiff.
2: I don't know. Why don't you say it a little louder? No, just don't. Just drink your water. Okay. Relax. We'll check this out. Which one do you
0: want to look at first?
2: Um... Probably the case. I know that that bombs can come in any sizes, but the case size and shape is, is like it's more interesting.
0: OK, so you look at the case. Um, you see that there is a very, very complicated magnetically sealed lock on it. And you are instantaneously annoyed because <laughs> this lock design is yours. About five or six months ago, you received a very strange call from Matu Ordo, and he asked a bunch of weird questions about how to make an impenetrable countdown timer sequence lock, and you humored him and explained it all, and now it's right there in front of you. What does the other
2: box look like?
0: It is a regular box with a button to open.
2: Well, I'm not, not as worried all of a sudden, so I just hit the
0: button. Beeps. It is a very old, I mean, like 25, 30 years old, um, Rebel Emergency Beacon. You know it's Rebel because it even has the Firebird marking on the side, the Starbird marking on the side. Subtle. Um, and you know these are like subspace, so they work very, very long distances. So I don't know um you remember in like episode 2 when Obi-Wan throws the uh the little disc onto the side of slave 1 um uh, when um Jango Fett's flying away
2: let's say yes and ignore the okay.
0: truth so there's this weird concept in in Star Wars again because Star Wars is very inconsistent in itself where um it's really easy to put trackers on things <laughs> don't know why. It just seems to be like, doesn't matter how far they go in hyperspace. As long as you can throw a physical tracker on somebody, you can pretty much track them anywhere in the galaxy. That's what essentially this is. It has, um. this is the receiving end though. So whatever it's supposed to be tracking isn't tracking right now.
2: Like it's not picking up a signal or it's not currently active to pick up a signal.
0: It's active to pick up a signal. It's not picking up a signal. Hey, what's that?
2: Did you not? Never mind. It's a receiver for a a tracker signal, and she's going to actually, you know, pick it up, look in. Is there any wrapping? Is there any note? Nope. You know, it's like the war's been over. He he grew up. Didn't really become less inscrutable,
1: though. What are you talking about?
2: I'm making guesses. This is me, my my thinking process, Rush. This is me figuring out what's going on since you were a um, carrier for unknown packages.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to think I should have put some sort of screening process to this, but I'm just so desperate for customers, you know? Maybe you should have actually just
2: gotten a job instead of making your own.
1: Wee 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 wee
0: wee wee! The beacon is going off.
2: She will do that little thing where you you toss it in the air, but then you grab it. Nice. Like <laughs> Hand over the speaker.
1: Why is it so loud? Is it a weapon to make us annoyed? No, it's
2: it's supposed to attract attention. It's doing a really good job of it. We're gonna just try and turn it down. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that attracts unwanted attention.
1: Okay, okay, so wh- where is it going? Where's it track to? I shall endeavor to discover this.
2: How about you just... Remember that I put you over there to sit?
1: Yeah, but I know how to do this. You just plug it into the Navi computer. It'll figure it out. Thank you. Sorry, no, sorry. Good. Sorry, Captain. I know. Don't tell you how to do your job.
2: I guess I still am a captain because this is my ship. All right, Rush. Um, I'm guessing you don't have anything you're doing right now. Nope. Okay. Wait, let me check my orders. No,
1: nothing.
2: You know, I know there have been some pretty successful courier businesses. Maybe you should investigate how they work.
1: I would, but he won't return my calls. He? Nah, just an old friend of mine. I don't even think he does the courier business anymore. But I figure, you know, he'd probably want to talk. But no, he's such a big shot Okay,
2: I'm just going to pick up the other box and bring it with me. And the, the muted thing. And I'm just going to just let him keep talking as we walk up to, hey. <laughs> up to the Navicom. <laughs> just nodding and ignoring yep. him completely. And then we will nestle it on the very tidy, well-organized console. He's going to be told to sit in a corner again and plug it in.
0: The <laughs> I mean, The computer instantaneously tracks... Um, two pieces of information that are coming from this beacon. One, it has been keyed not as a tracker but as a distress beacon. And two, it's leading you to Yolara, which is a relatively new planet. It was discovered by explorers. You also know this is the location of a Mandalorian colony, specifically where Matu lives. <sighs>
2: Sure. Sure. Um, I guess I'm not staying here for- I paid it up front. (laughs) He's gonna owe me for three days' docking fees. And whatever else. Who?
1: Who does? Uh, You
2: remember the loud one that was with us on that one thing where we went and there was explosions and uh, you dumped us out of the sky in a broken ship? Oh, my too? Yes.
1: Oh, why is he sending mysterious packages? Why didn't he just call you?
2: You know, I will I will in fact be asking him that. In the meantime, do you need to go back to your ship? Cause I
1: need to go. Um, Were these both from him? I don't know. I mean it was the same order. So yes.
2: Yes. Okay. That's that's fine.
1: I mean doesn't look like you have a pilot. Huh? Huh? The three of us? Like old times?
2: If not the three of us, the two of us. Um... Let me go... Yes. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go take down the lunch sign.
1: Great, because my ship is completely broken. Uh...
2: (laughs) Is it impounded as well?
1: Oh, you can't impound if you don't park on the docking. If you don't park on the dock. I just parked it wherever. I mean, it wasn't going to lift off again, so.
2: Okay, just start the pre-flight check. I'm going to go secure everything. (laughs) Woohoo! Oh, Matu.
0: Cut to space. The, uh... Amp's Revenge drops out of hyperspace over Yolara, which is a very it's a very nice, cl- I guess if it was for Star Trek, it'd be a class M planet. Um, <laughs> but it At is At least I can breathe. <laughs> it is properly um, jungle-ish. Not so different than like Duxin, where a lot of Mandalorians uh, made their home in uh, previous generations. You've been here before. You've been here a bunch of times.
2: Am I getting any specific directions from the beacon or is this just going to take me to, like, ye olde landing site?
0: It is basically zeroing in on, um, like, the, the little city-town colony that Matu lives in. Okay. So, you know, uh, Brush is flying needlessly low above the tree canopy, um, you know, trying to make a stealth approach.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I think... He's gonna be expecting us. Why don't you just find us a good, safe place to land? Get us docked up.
1: I mean, do I'm they have a like a landing platform, or?
2: In my experience, do they have a landing platform?
0: Oh yeah, they they do. It's pretty well. I, I mean, it's not like a a ramshackle thing. It's been here about ten years.
2: Maybe if you flew higher, we would have a
1: better vantage point.
0: Fine. So he flies higher, <laughs> and you see
1: a lot of smoke. Uh, Cap, does this thing have shields?
2: Uh, get as close as you can without being obvious, and land. We're going in quietly. Okay, i oh, get ahead. a bag ready.
1: Back to stealth flight. Don't sound so happy about it.
2: <laughs> this was a peaceful trip. It's a peaceful journey. If somebody's dead, I'm gonna kill him.
0: Rush does the standard sweep. He still remembers how. As he approaches, he's using long-range sensors to try to determine what, if anything, is waiting for them down there. He reports back that there are no sources of power that would indicate um, heavy artillery or any other landed ships. In fact, there is almost no power running in the colony at all.
2: How's the smoke look out the windows? Is it getting thicker or more concentrated?
0: It looks like it's been burning a while. And so it is looks like the smoke is dying down and the things that have been destroyed have started to smolder down into a quiet um into quieter flames. In fact, you don't even really see a whole lot of open flames. What you also don't see are a lot of people. In fact, you don't really see anybody down there.
2: Yep, that's that's not good. How's that finding a place to land going?
1: Just There's a couple like- of clear spots. Um one over by... Well, let's see. If I coordinate this with your old map, there's one by the city hall and one closer to Matu's house and then one by Matu's house. Okay.
0: You come to a landing. Rush, <laughs> Rush kind of leans over to you and is like,
1: So, I don't have a blaster.
2: There's a basic light blaster magnetically clamped under the main console. Ding. Grab mine. I'm going to grab the box, and I'm going to grab this, and I have ten stim packs. You carry more. If we find anyone, we're going to need to probably help them.
1: Right, got it.
2: Quietly? Quietly. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, I need to work on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matu's house. Despite being the founder of his colony, Matu did not put much ostentationicity into <laughs> the construction of his home. It's his house. It looks like his house. Although, of course, you know um, that his wife, Joria, put a lot more into making it look nicer than the probably Spartan utilitarian structure he would have preferred.
2: It has, you know, windows and not just andor yeah. <laughs> it has a couch, not just and mat.
0: So you're walking around the exterior of the house. Uh, you don't really see anything out of the ordinary. No. In fact, it doesn't look like it's even really taking much damage. There's a couple of stray blaster marks along the, the edges of the front door. But other than that, it looks okay.
2: All right, Rush, you keep an eye out here. I'm going to go in and uh, see what's going on. Then we'll probably have to move into town. Listen for people, let me know. Just just pay attention. Just pay attention. Just... You got it. So she's she's going to kind of do the, the half creep, half run to the door. Mm-hmm. Is there a door?
0: There is a door. It is unlocked.
2: She will open it. Not dramatically, just that, that kind of click and gentle push that you do when you, you want to see if anybody's going to jump out and try to kill you.
0: Should we roll? Want to roll? No, nah, I'm not going to roll. I don't want to have failures. (laughs) That's going to be weird. The first thing you notice is that all the power is out in the house. Nothing is operational. Not that Matsu had a whole lot of electronic-y things in here anyway, but there was like a food processor and a refrigerator and, you know, a power core for lights and things like that, but none of it's operational. But it's not broken. just seems to be powered down.
2: So everything's dark up... I'm just going to say it, that I have a a torch or whatever, blow rod. Mm -hmm. Just kind of doing the whole CSI sweep thing.
0: Sure. And it's not that dark in here. I mean, the windows are open and it is broad daylight. So, you know, but you can still sweep around. You don't really see... Things look disheveled, but not destroyed.
2: Okay, so I'm going to kind of put this on the back burner... Unless there's something that catches my eye, because I want to check out the town, because there's got to be somebody, right? You figure. All right. One last really good look around, and back out the door.
0: When you do one last really good look around, you do see that there's something new in the backyard.
2: Like (laughs) a structure? A garden? A swing? Uh,
0: Well, you walk back there, and you see there is a... Broken blaster rifle with a Mandalorian helmet set on top of what looks like freshly dug earth. It is not Matu's helmet you know that but it is, looks like it's probably Joria's
2: Oh no she'll so, so give herself half a moment to pause just kind of like in respect. And then she's gonna bolt back to find Rush. And mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's happening here, but we need to find out. You get on comms, listen for any chatter. I'm gonna go into town.
1: Okay. Um, be careful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So she she runs
1: mostly
2: um, heedless of danger at this point because this is not family, but this is family.
0: Right. You do run, and you run, and you run, and you run, and every once in a while, you stop because you think you catch something out of the corner of your eye, you look in a window, you look under, uh, you know, a a land speeder, but there's no one else around here. As you get closer to the center of town, though, the signs of battle are much more pronounced. You can see there was a lot of uh, blaster fire, artillery fire, like something really caused a lot of problems. It was a big fight. Um
2: no bodies no
0: bodies peculiarly enough no bodies um
2: is there physical damage like you would get from impact of um vehicle on vehicle
0: oh yeah I mean there's totally um a lot of you know I don't know how much Mandalorians are probably into like large artillery vehicles but they probably would have had some battle speeders you know some speeder bikes that sort of thing There's Mm -hmm. a bunch of those mangled all over the place. Um, There's probably one large walker, um, like a scout walker, that has been completely destroyed in the center of town. Um, But you know the Mandalorians didn't keep anything like that, so that must have been part of the attacking forces artillery. It looks like a reclaimed and modified Imperial scout walker.
2: Yeah, you see their crap everywhere.
0: Uh, the only thing that really catches your eye—well, two things. One, still no power. You do see more power around, uh, but like only big things seem to be operating. So, like the main street lights still seem to be operational, um, but like small objects, everything you come across looks like it's been like completely powered down.
2: Does it look like it was forcefully powered down? Like, EMP style?
0: Well, um... Or ion blast, What, I guess, what would you sabers? investigate? Like, a vehicle or a, a weapon or...
2: Probably a vehicle more than a weapon, because weapons can be damaged independently relatively easily. If it's a vehicle that's powered down without being completely destroyed, that's weird.
0: So the one, one vehicle that catches your eye kind of, um... In the middle of town is a unscathed speeder bike but it's not even floating so you know like speeder bikes are kind of on repulsors and they just sort of float there when you're not using them
2: yeah
0: it's completely landed on the ground And as you fiddle with it it's like the power core is completely drained drained
2: though not like overloaded
0: nope drained like it's dead
2: so all the things that still have power are things that would have power sources that are either elsewhere or larger, larger or more protective. Correct. Still no people.
0: No, but you do notice that the smoke. You are curious about the smoke.
2: Is it coming from vehicles? Is it coming from it's buildings? It's not. It
0: seems to be like from further, like a little bit outweighs from the the town.
2: Okay, um. In my in my uh, pack, is there anything I can can finagle more power into the bike and get out to town, get out of there faster?
0: Oh, you're Kiff. I'm sure you have an extra power core.
2: <laughs> I'm sure I have like
0: three, but I wanted to know how legit this was going to be. <laughs> so you take you power up the bike and you zoom off.
2: I'll let Rush know that I'm heading out of town on a bike, and right. tell him to to kind of keep keep waiting for word. And he reports back that
0: there is, there does seem to be the town subspace transmitter that is operational, but it is not transmitting anything. All right, heading for the smoke. You approach the smoke. There is a very, very wide but shallow pit. And this is, to prevent it from being overly graphic, a very large funeral pyre. Uh, dozens and dozens of Mandalorians are taking their final journey there is one figure standing there a tall 15 year old girl that you know very well she's sort of staring at the whole scene in a daze Um, she looks perfectly unscathed though
2: I'll park the bike a little ways away and I will approach with caution because you don't startle Mandalorians with um, hope of getting out of it safely.
0: So he turns around. Hey there. Auntie Kiff? Is that you? Yeah, um... You need to stay away from me. There's something wrong. I don't understand it.
2: No, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna stay away, honey, with, come here, just, just, come here.
0: She hesitates for a very, very long time, and then runs over to you and gives you a big ol' hug.
2: All right, just, just holding her, no.
0: They took Dad. I don't know why, but they took him.
2: Who's, who's they? Did they do this?
0: Yeah. Ugh. Oh. You have a ship?
2: I have a ship. Where were you?
0: Is it going to work?
2: I just got here in it. It's fine. And I've got a bike to
0: get us. Nothing here works. That she points at the speeder bike. I tried to ride it and it didn't work.
2: I I fixed it. It's fine. Come on. Let's get you back to my ship. We'll get you. We'll get you some cocoa. We'll we'll, we'll get this figured out.
0: No, you have to leave. I can't be near your ship. I'll break it.
2: Okay. I take her hand, her head in my hands. And I just told her, I can fix anything. Just stay with me, please.
0: She reaches down to your side and lifts your blaster pistol out of the holster, points it in the air, pulls the trigger, and nothing comes out. That's new. Maybe we should go talk where I'm not around any of your equipment. I don't want you to get stuck.
2: That... That's perfectly fine. Let's just, let's go
0: home. Should we go home?
2: Do you want to go home? No. Okay. Um, I've been here a couple of times, right, Chris?
0: Oh, yeah. bunch of times. Right, so,
2: so I'm assuming that there's like a training ground where they have just kind of like a pavilion set up.
0: Oh, for there breaks definitely between. is.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to have her... No, we're not even going to try the bike. I'm going to walk her over to one of the pavilions, which would be like ben- benches and, and drinking, like just basic break refreshment stuff between um, matches and whatnot. I'm going to have her sit. I'm going to get her a drink. <laughs> and then I'm going to sit and do that, that whole kind of awkward elbows on the knees, lean forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of not going to make her talk.
0: Right. So she drinks this really gross Mandalorian energy drink that you've had a couple of times. <laughs> Matu insisted that it's it's perfect. Uh, it is not perfect, but uh, she has insisted upon it. That is the greatest thing ever. Um, and she just sort of stares for uh, a long time. Like she wants to talk, but she's not sure how to start.
2: Um, I'm going to root around in my pockets because, you know, I've, I've got a couple of those and I'm going to pull out like a candy bar and pull off the wrapper and break it in half and give her a piece and start eating the other piece. And I figure that's, it's going to be something that I've given her in the past, whether or not her fa- folks really care for it. Cause I'm, I'm a good aunt. Right. I only mostly listen to the parents. <laughs> It's just, just a little piece of familiarity.
0: Mm-hmm. So she eats it, and by the time she's finished the whole candy bar, or, or half of her candy bar, she says, Three days ago, Dad found this creature. And she reaches into uh, like a compartment on her belt, which you probably noticed because it's a little larger than the normal compartments they would keep. She takes it out and opens the end and kind of dumps out this weird critter. Although you've seen it before. It is the six-legged black carapaced chameleon creature from 15 years ago. Matu's last mission.
2: Where did this come from?
0: I don't know. Nobody knew. It just... I woke up and it was there in in my bedroom... I freaked out. Uh, Fair enough. I called for dad and mom and they started running in, but before they could get there it stabbed me. Right here. She kind of points at her like the back of her left shoulder. I don't know what it did to me, but I was out for like a day and a half. And then you felt fine? I thought so, yeah. I woke up and it's feeling a little better. But then all the lights in the house started going out and I wasn't sure what that was about. And Mum said it was just probably faulty wiring and Dad needed to call you and get it fixed. And then uh, the attack started.
2: The day you woke up? Yeah. How long ago was that?
0: I was, uh, I think, a day ago.
2: They took your dad?
0: Here's the thing. I... I the more I think about it, the more it doesn't make any sense. They landed. It was, it was some kind of alien I didn't recognize. It had some sort of being. I'm not even sure if it was organic or a droid or some sort of mixture. I, I can't. I couldn't tell. But he marched in with an army of Wookies. Wookies, but they weren't. Really Wookiees. See we've trained with the Wookiees, you know, we're both warrior people who lost so much. And the Mandalorian Council was trying to build up a relationship with them and ugh, they are really hard to wrestle. I don't know if you've ever wrestled a Wookiee.
2: I've not <laughs> taken advantage of any offers that have been made. Um I how are they not really Wookies?
0: Well, Wookies are kind and friendly, and I mean, they can get angry and they're fearsome in battle. But when they're fighting, they're roaring and and making motions and doing their traditional maneuvers. And these Wookies were just standing there, just staring straight ahead, silent. And they they moved. They attacked. They went into formations. They did all sorts of amazing battle things, but they never said a word to anything. It's like they were droids, but not really droids, and clones, but not really clones. I can't explain it. It's just it's like they were being controlled by something. Okay. But before any of the fighting started, my dad just went into the center and said, I'll go with you. That's it. Just, I'll go with you. No fighting, no speeches. It just gave up no sword i don't know where a sword is
2: kith kind of bobbles her head thoughtfully. um did they was did your dad talk to them before this happened
0: no he just walked out there like he was expecting them oh
2: visions okay um we we can't make this right there's no way to make this right i don't want you to think that we can make this right you've lost too much but I'm not. I'm gonna stay with you. Uh, we're not gonna leave you. Uh, I've got somebody on my ship. I'm gonna get him up and contacting friends.
0: Wait, wait, wait! But there's something really important you have to understand. So the the battle started, right? And yeah, and they the Wookiees showed no fear about anything. They just attacked and attacked and attacked. And obviously we fought bravely. But it wasn't enough. They overran us. And they got to our house. And Mum said I wasn't in any condition to fight yet, that I was still sick. She told me to hide. Well, they got her. And then they tried to get me, but every time they shot me, nothing happened. Uh, It's just like the blaster bolts just vanished. Small miracles. It's not a miracle. There's something about me it's different like the way dad's different. Energy just doesn't work around me unless it's really really large. I tried to use the calm to contact somebody but every time I picked one up it died.
2: Sweetie, we're going to do something. I'm going to stay with you. I just need you to be calm. Did you did you put everyone did you bury your mom?
0: Yeah. I mean, who else was there left to do it? They left me alone i I don't know why after they realized they couldn't shoot me, they just gave up and left
2: well that's that's not our concern right now we'll We'll burn that bridge when we come to it, possibly destroy it with many explosions uh in the meantime, you know Kit's gonna stand up and just hug her and hold her for another couple of minutes. mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's going to very discreetly kind of try and feel at the shoulder. Like, you know, it's like just a, a friendly shoulder rub, but kind of feel where the wound where she told, was told the wound was.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a weird mark there. It's left some sort of scar. OK, think I have powers like dad does.
2: I would be about as surprised as anybody hearing there's a new season of Clone with the Wind.
0: She actually laughs at that.
2: Kip, Kip does that, you know, that little, that weak grin. I need you to do me one insanely, hugely galactic sized f- favor. All right. Wait here. I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to try my calm. I'm going to stay in sight. I'm okay. going to call my guy on the ship.
0: Right, no problem.
2: You're not going to go wandering off?
0: No. Why would I wander to?
2: I, I don't know. I never asked when it came to your father. I'm not sure I should have ever asked with you. So, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to make a call. Because I'm suspecting at this point in time, I've if I try my calm, nothing happens. Since I've kind of hugged her more than once and getting close contact with her right
0: yeah so you do have to replace the power core on that one I'm
2: also taking my blaster back
0: <laughs> yeah you, you're basically replacing all the batteries on everything you own right now
2: okay uh, and I'm, I'm going to kind of think through all the things that I saw and that the, the amount of energy that would have been needed to not be drained by her presence and then I'm just going to kind of keep that in my hand and be like rush
1: yeah
2: um everybody's dead.
1: Oof. And who sent the signal?
2: Um oddly enough, I think it's Matu. But I can't explain. Because Matu's not here. He's not dead and he's not here. That's not the Joseph's ma- Jose's not dead either. Um Who's Joseph? Uh, my my niece. Don't don't worry about it. Um I need you to start getting some subspace communications up. We need to reach out to some old contacts. Something hinky is going on here. I can't come to you. I need to stay with her, and she can't come to the ship right now.
1: Uh, okay. Um, I'll dig out the old, um... Uh, Do you still have the encryption keys anywhere?
2: If you flip up the right armrest... Uh-huh. On the bottom of the armrest, there's a flimsy plastic with a oh, couple yeah. of... Yeah, yeah. Don't eat my candy bars. Oh, okay. You can have one. Thank you. Alright, um, I'm gonna have to come back into communications in a few minutes, but I'm gonna go back to talk to her, and then I'll come back to you. Okay. Okay. I'm actually gonna take the comm out and set it somewhere I can see it, so if it starts, you know, like blinking or something Mm -hmm. um, and leave it at a distance so that it doesn't get drained again because how many batteries am I going to actually be able to produce right (laughs) I mean I might be lightning kith but there are lines to draw (laughs) on my (laughs) own static electricity (laughs) gift so I'm gonna go sit next to her offer another one of those nasty drinks
0: how much did dad talk to you about the force
2: Not a lot, Um, he told us about some of his visions and we we got to see it in action, but it was kind of intensely, it was him, you know? You know how your dad is.
0: He seemed so relieved when I didn't seem to have any force powers.
2: Oh, it is a complication.
0: If I'm, this energy thing is, how do I control it? I don't, how am I going to survive if everything I touch just turns off?
2: Well, first of all, hermits can live for a long time.
0: I don't want to be a hermit. (laughs) I'm 15. Barely lived any life. You could, I
2: don't know. Okay. You know, I I don't know. we'll, We'll figure it out. I'll get a bigger ship.
0: <laughs> I mean, based on your mental calculations, the ship will be fine. The ship's not going to be yeah. hindered by her.
2: I'm, I'm not going. I'm not really worried about that just yet. I'm kind of just trying to to kind of make sure she's not going to go. Oh, beep. Uh, al- beep, beep, beep.
0: <laughs> the lock on the other case opens.
2: Really, really. What's All that, right, Darlin? We're going to find out together, because like I said, I'm not leaving you. Going to one bench. over the shoulder. <laughs>
0: nope. It's a very familiar sword.
2: And a note. He left me a note this time. Shake it out. pretending that it's paper, I guess. I don't know.
0: It, it probably is. <laughs> 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 it is Matu, after all. Yeah, he probably got actual paper and wrote it with like a pencil.
2: I knew he'd like that gift set. What do I read?
0: Kif, take her to Mos Espa, Tatooine. Sorry, Matu.
2: Really, really? You knew enough to send me the sword, send me the letter, send me the beacon. That's all I get. What is it? Uh, it is, it's your dad's sword. And no, we're going on an adventure. Sadly. Um, I can't just get you a break. But come on. um, I'm going to apologize for my pilot. He's kind of obnoxious. But he's okay if you can ignore him. I'm going to close the the case again. But I'm going to pocket the note.
0: She catches the case before you close it all the way and opens the bag up and she's like staring very intently at the sword.
2: Do you want to take it?
0: I am Which not is... allowed to touch it ever. Ever? That's what he said. Not until I was ready.
2: Okay. Do you think you're ready? Am I? I grab her hand and I take it and I touch the hilt with it. Just one finger. She picks it up. <laughs> Sink! Are you ready?
0: She takes a very deep breath.
2: Your name is?
0: Joseph Ordo. And this is? The Sword of My Father. What has it done? Stabbed a lot of people.
2: Okay, we'll work on it, sweetie. We're going (laughs) to put it back in the box for now. (laughs) (laughs) Gently takes it. Puts it back. Closes it. Okay. So, um, I would say that's one mystery solved, but I think I knew that was going to happen.
0: I'll pack some things. Okay.
2: I'm going to pick up the, the container that she had the bug in but the kind of I'm assuming it's a dead bug
0: it is now. it is dead yes
2: we're gonna scoop it back in there and then I'm gonna like wrap it in like three different things <laughs> and make it like make it like a bindle on the end of a stick so I don't actually have to have it touching me but I want to keep it because it's it's got to be something important And then uh back to walking back to town walking back to the house and let her pack then, actually, while you pack, I'm going to go see my driver, okay? All right. It's just over there.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, no No problem. Don't worry.
2: Given our surroundings, I don't think I, I can do much else. Right. So I'm not actually going to make it to the ship. I'm going to make it about halfway, and I'm just going to yell at him to come see me.
0: He comes out. What's awesome. up? hmm.
2: Is that the same candy bar? No. (laughs) You're working that off.
1: Uh, Sorry, Cap.
2: It's okay. Um, Did you send any messages yet?
1: Well, this may surprise you, Cap, but uh, most of our contacts that are, you know, 15 years old aren't really holding up. Fair enough. I did get a call through to Magwa. You remember him? Fifth Fleet? special ops guy yeah he was kind of a jerk yeah i'm not
2: like to laugh i remember that much
1: yeah he said he was meeting with somebody about something sort of similar
2: all right where's he going who magua
1: oh right so then i lost him (sighs) and then i got him back except it wasn't him it was a strange Ortolan guy, and he said Magua was dead. But he didn't kill him.
2: Why was Magua
1: suddenly dead? Uh, I didn't ask. Um, The Ortolan guy just kind of left. I tried to call him back. He's not answering.
2: All right. Well, um, we will keep working on that list. She's coming with us. We are headed to Tatooine.
1: Um, okay.
2: Hey, you said you had nothing else to do. And no, you I- owe me for... I'm guessing three candy bars.
1: Yeah, look, but why tattooing?
2: Uh, cryptic messages, mysterious powers, ancient swords.
1: I mean, that works for me. It's almost time for the Boonta Eve race anyway. So, you know, old ex-pod racer Rinitar making his triumphant return.
2: That sounds like a great plan.
1: I know a few people. It'll it'll be great.
2: I'm going to turn around. Is she still in the house?
0: She is now standing at the door um, wearing Mandalorian armor sans helmet, and has like a one-foot locker and like a backpack.
2: Alright. I'll go help her with her stuff.
0: I think if I... If I concentrate real hard, I can lessen the effects of my thing.
2: Well, that's something we can put into practice. I have a couple of toys we can uh, play with on the ship okay okay
0: right got it you're
2: gonna be warm enough in that you need another blanket i don't have a lot of blankets i you, you might want to grab a pillow i i only have one
0: it's all right i i brought i brought the whole uh okay. sleeping kit the roll. yeah I, I brought the whole thing Did
2: you bring food you should bring food i should go see if there's food um what do you like to eat no you like you like mandalorian food which is terrible
0: It's okay. Whatever you got, I'll I'll, I'll be fine with it. It's fine.
2: Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to do this, okay? Right. We're going to be good.
0: Okay. So she heads through the ship.
1: Hey there, I'm Rush Minotaur. Famous pod racer, maybe you've heard of me? Mm,
0: no, sorry. Don't really watch pod racing.
1: Oh, uh, well, that's okay. Uh, Also the pilot. Yep. Faithful pilot to Kiff. Best pilot in the galaxy.
0: Um great. Nice to meet you, I think. I'm pretty sure pretty sure you're not the best pilot in the galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) She walks up the ramp and and Rush looks at you and like oh
1: She and Martu are definitely related, aren't they?
2: Big nod.
0: Big nod.
1: Uh, why, Rush, why do you put yourself through this? Why? Why, Rush?
0: He walks back up to up the, the gangplank, and he's like,
2: Maybe, maybe offer a game of dejeric. See how that goes for you. <laughs>
0: and uh, the scene pulls back as the marshmallow handshake, aka Amp's Revenge, lifts off into the sky with a destroyed Mandalorian colony behind as Jose Ordo heads on to her first adventure.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, so thanks for coming back, Leslie.
2: Thank you for having me back. I really, really need to know what's going to happen here. I know. You just broke this little girl's heart, and I'm not happy about it.
0: Oh, I know. It's very, very interesting from my perspective, because Matt doesn't know your half, and you don't know his half. And so, it's like all these things are happening simultaneously, but neither of you has the other half of the, of the story and so you and know
2: in the middle like i am chris the puppet master
0: i'm really enjoying this and i i thank you so much for playing along um in the meantime you can check out more of leslie's amazing performances as well as the rest of the crew at heroes of the hiding way that's at the and the twitter is um at the way they are doing Edge of the Empire and uh, their new crew is hilarious. So, uh, do check that out um, if you want me. I guess I'm on the first season, but you're probably sick of listening to me. I'm not. It's fine I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you know the stuff, stillzeropodcast.com. I'm not going to do the whole thing.
2: Um, and I'm at Lesla GS.
0: Matt's at Sill Zero, Matt S I L Z E R O M A T T. And he's probably very irritated at this point, but he has so many secrets that he doesn't know about. Uh, okay, that's it. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> Doop.